You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy. And finally, start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys, welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. Well, this past weekend was very monumental in my life and always is. Memorial Day weekend, I celebrate walking into my career. 17 years ago, I made a huge, 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 huge choice to attempt a life that I knew so well, but I knew nothing of on a business standpoint, on a career standpoint. Uh, all the decisions that were and going to be made in order to get here now is um, treasuring. And I look back 17 years ago and I always remember the day that I left a, a very cool place in my life and a very and a very uh, profound career right out of college and attacking something that I that I loved so much but I knew that it wasn't serving me and I knew that it wasn't going to serve me for the remainder of my life it was more of a, a you know a stepping stone moving up on the totem pole experience and opportunity which living in San Francisco uh, San Rafael area which is Marin County and if you guys don't know it's one of the one of the at that time, it was a very, it was a very expensive place to live. I'm trying to find the right word for it. Uh, I lived with lots of roommates, and I paid a lot of money for a lot of roommates and and little space. I drove back and forth from from San Rafael to the city to visit friends around the area, and realize that the traffic and realize realize that the tolls weren't worth it. Uh, sitting in traffic and spending that time, it, it, it seemed like I was wasting time, to be honest with you. I um, found myself doing what I loved, which was coaching volleyball at the time. And I was and I and I and I was actually gifted a great job after college and using my my public relations and my communications degree when I decided not to go into sports broadcasting. I wanted to be a, a pioneer in the industry in that arena. However, when I was doing my internships and especially in the in the city of San Francisco and with the with the professional uh, sports that are there, I got in, and that's why I do believe in internships very much, uh, because then you get a taste of it, and and you get to be in a shadow, and you get to be mentored and taught all the things, right? And if you're aware and open to the situation that you're in, you're realizing that this is either for you or not for you, and there's no reason to to push something that didn't need to be pushed on. Um, so funny that I'm talking about this, and um, that was one of my weaknesses in, in a different part of my my life. However, in, in that standpoint, I was strong. And I made sure that I was working towards my, my goal, and my goal was happiness. My goal was doing something that I was so passionate about, and I, I, I knew that working for Nike on paper that looked really good, right? And I was, and I was, um, 
in the department of swimming and lacrosse and I was doing great things. I was I was doing promotions, um, but on the other side of everything, I was in a cubicle and I was on the phone and I wasn't in front of people as much as I'd like. And then I was running out of there and then I realized I was running out of there to go coach. And I was in a rush to go do that because I needed to make sure I had enough time and all the things, right? Uh, but I remember at the end of my time with Nike, I, I was jonesing to leave the office. And I was like, hmm, this doesn't feel right. I don't really like where, where this is at right now. Well, another obstacle came my way. And at that time, without sharing too much detail about what this looked like, uh, I ran into I ran into an illness. And at this time in my life, I was diagnosed with Graves' disease, which was also hereditary. My grandmother had it. And at the age of, I believe, 23, my grandmother had her, her um, thyroid and goiter removed from her neck surgically. And instead, I, I was going to all the doctors in the area, and then I got pushed over uh, to Reno, and I was now traveling back and forth. And I, I, I was doing the, the radiation, uh, iodine radiation at that time. And I realized when I was going home back and forth that I was, I was, I was happy when I was in Reno. I was happy in, in San Rafael and, and Marin and San Francisco. However, it wasn't home and it didn't feel as good. So the harmony was there and I was listening. I was, I was going with my gut. At that time in my life, too, I found another transition, and that was um, dating my college boyfriend. And at the time, uh, I came back one day, and I smelled perfume, and I saw a bra on my on my floor near my bed, and I assumed right my boyfriend had been cheating on me. So I packed my stuff up, and I was already feeling all the feels. And I made the decision. I made I made the decision to get up and out of there and focus on my health and see what was going to open up there in Reno. I also was very passionate about uh, my coaching, and I was I was coaching 13, 12 year olds at the time, and we went to Junior Olympics. We were very very good, and I absolutely loved that team, and I wasn't giving up on them. So. Uh, yes, I was in middle of the season with them. And so I, I went back and forth. And I also um, continued my journey with them going to nationals and, and doing all the tournaments and far westerns. And, and we we had a great time. And, and again, I didn't give up on them. I didn't give up on the things that were nurturing and felt good back. But I'll tell you what, with um, it wasn't the people at the job, it was the job, right? It, it wasn't exactly what I needed, and it, I knew that in the long run, it wasn't going to serve me. So then I, I get to Reno, and I walk into my, my fitness mentor's gym. At the time, it was called MRI, and that was my coach, and that was my teacher in fitness, and my my supporter in fitness and uh, you know going back to my backdrop story is breaking my back and told that you're never going to walk again and you're never going to play sports again i i i adopted the i can i will attitude and i was very dedicated and devoted and disciplined to to making sure that that was not the outcome and sure enough it's not the outcome uh, we all know what i do for a living and how passionate i am and how much i love it 
And so I went back to the founder of, of how I started and, and my mentor. And I asked him, I said, hey, Max, would you be willing to take me on as an intern? I want to be a personal trainer. And he exactly verbatim, he said, I was waiting for this day. And then I'm like, why didn't he ask me? And he was like, it had to come from you. And I really respected that. I responded to it quite nicely. And I, uh, this was on the Friday before Memorial Day weekend. And he said, I'll see you on Tuesday. Tuesday morning, I got up at probably 3 a.m. I was so stoked to be there with him at 5 a.m. He also, at that time, was, was working at those crazy hours that I've, that I've never left from that day. I've been very devoted and dedicated to that hour because it, it reminded me of um, stillness. It reminded me of, of peace. It reminded me of pure happiness because it was so raw at that time and it continues to be raw at that time. Chopper was actually driving with me to the gym uh, the other day and he goes, mom, there's no one on the road. I'm like, I know, babe, this is why I love this hour. I, I, I find so much peace and I don't turn on the radio. I'm not on my phone and I just embrace the breath that I am breathing and I embrace the fact that the sun's just about to rise and, and, and this is the calm before the storm. So uh, I, I started my internship with Max at that time 17 years ago. I decided to take the chance to make the choice to be the change that I deserve to be even in my career. And um, even with that college boyfriend, you know, I, I at the time, girls, girls date to marry. You know, and I, I, I felt like I was going to, that was going to be the guy for me, but God had a different plan even there too. And I was so strong in that situation and, and there was a little fight for it, you know, but there was a lot of, a lot of like, uh, this is not for me. Like, I don't deserve this. I'm walking away. Very strong, very bold and very devoted to my boundaries. And I, I, look back, here I am celebrating with you 17 years of doing something that I was so passionate about. I then worked for Max for many years, uh, seven years, I believe. And yeah, seven years. Wow. So I worked with him for seven years. And then that seventh year, I grew to leave MRI and then open up CCF. That's has been a 10-year journey this upcoming December of 2021. It'll be 10-year anniversary. And I, I'm, I'm looking back at all this time and, and measuring all the growth and measuring all the obstacles. And, and from the experience and, and, and failures and successes within my career, within, within management, within um, friendships, within relationships, within client trainer um, uh, relationships and working with the community and interning and being a mentor to other people and watching other trainers open up their own gyms and following their love and their passion and moving to different gyms because, you know, there's a different service over there that, that they really love. And it was all part of the plan. It was all very, very, you know, there was times where it was really painful and it was hurtful. But when I look at things now, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was for a reason. There's a reason why. Uh, just going back to everything happens for a reason, uh, which you guys know I have tattooed on my my left side of my ribcage near my heart. 
And sometimes we don't know the answers until time passes. And we get to see the big picture, just like unanswered prayers from Garth Brooks. We we pray and pray, pray for all these things to happen. And there's some things that weren't supposed to happen, even 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 though you wanted it so bad. You know, uh, those those are part of the lessons and that's part of the plan. And, and, and it's so much bigger than ours. And did I know that all of, all of this was going to be unleashed as I walked into my career personal training? No. But the beauty is I did something that I was passionate about. And Bodhi just asked me last week as well. He goes, Mom, how did you know uh, that what you wanted to do? And I said, babe, I didn't. I and I told him the little backdrop story and then I told him how passionate I was about sports broadcasting but I was more passionate about being a pioneer in something that really hadn't been uh, touched on and by a lot of women quite yet you know and I I realized that I was a pioneer in my own city in 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 personal training and getting into the bikini competitions and and being a part of the community and in using fitness classes for fundraisers for other people. I was a pioneer in in podcasting in this area. I for fitness and and um, life coaching and I was a pioneer um getting on uh the radio shows and the news stations and and just sharing tidbits of you know help and support to become a better self. And even though I was also in that boat, it made a lot of sense to me to help as much as I did. I did have in in my knowledge cup and my education cup to to give that to other people to also give them hope. And 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 then working with newspapers and working with magazines and, and using my writing skills, like it all came to fruition. Everything that I love to do, and I told Bodhi, when when I look back on everything, I I was practicing my whole life for what I'm doing today, and that's why it feels so good. And I told him, I said, I didn't I didn't believe that you could really do something of passion, right? Of full, complete passion and 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 feed your kids and pay your mortgage and do all the things. But once I let that go and and once I released from the negativity of my own thoughts, which is, you don't deserve this. Like, is this really yours? Those were some of my thoughts because it was so extra- extravagant and so amazing that I was like, there's no way that this is mine. And we all know that everything is fleeting and nothing is truly, really ours. Uh, but I, I, I do to this day love with all my heart what I do. And I want to encourage someone that is that is so passionately eager to get to where they want. I hope you're doing it because your heart desires that. And whatever your heart desires is something that you will attach yourself to or it will attach to you. You know, even even the the law of attraction and if anyone's familiar with the secret and if anyone's familiar with with uh you know putting things out in the universe and manifesting them and 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 if anyone really believes the power of the tongue and that and that your thoughts will become these are all things that that I had a vision board of and I wanted to be a pioneer but I was not a pioneer in sports broadcasting I was a pioneer in in the fitness industry here in this city at least and 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 it was fun to to do it all and it's even more amazing to look back and measure the growth of of 
where I once was 17 years ago, little heartbreak, you know, college breakup and thinking the world's over, but it's really not. And it's just beginning, you know, all the things that my parents said, just wait, just wait, just wait. Uh, And don't be so forceful on making your love life happen. And once I really did that, I, I sat back and I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And doors started to open, you know, and then here I go into a whole nother story, but it wasn't, it wasn't long after I moved to Reno where I met my, my then husband and now ex-husband all the years later. So I, I look back, you know, and I see that, that I made very big moves, right? And I made these big, big chances and took the big chances to, 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 create change in my life because I knew that that was that was what I needed and what I didn't know is that I was walking into another piece of my life that was going to be uh full of hardship and full of lessons and and I I sincerely needed more tools to to get through that but I didn't have them until later and that's okay you guys, I'm I'm just saying I didn't know how to manage people at one time in CCF when we had both locations open open before the pandemic. There's 13 trainers that we had and I was managing that and I was doing my best to to keep up on both both ends and it became exhausting. You know, because I wasn't there and I wasn't present um all the time at the downtown location and then I was I was giving so much over here and then I was frantic about my marriage and I was I was putting all my eggs in there and then I I I just was kind of juggling too much right and no one tells you <laughs> that life is going to happen that way but when you become aware and alert of things and you realize that this was unhealthy in a in a and also healthy situation and when I say that I I was so blessed along the way with CCF and, and and I look back and I knew this then and I know it now that the beauty of community and connection is so profound. And when I when I experienced the connection and community vanish for for the year of 2020 and the COVID-19 pandemic, it made me sad. All the fundraisers, all the all the classes that we would do, all the all the connecting points that we would have at CCF and also with our community were gone, you know. But in my hardest times, you guys, the, by the grace of God, still CCF flourished, you know. And I had a lot of people leave, and they came back in my life, and they said I had to go because I couldn't support what was happening in your personal life. It was too hard for them. They knew too much, you know, and I had to just chalk, chalk it up as a loss and, and keep moving. And until I started to wake up, I realized, oh, this is why, this is why. But by the grace of God, knowing that connection and community were so strong and CCF was a light in my life. The career that I chose or the career that chose me was, 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 literally empowering and inspiring every single day. The tagline to CCF is inspired training. No matter how hard my life was and the nightmare that I was living, I continued to get up every single morning 
and and be thankful for the breath that I was breathing and 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 the sun that was about to rise to the opportunity to live in my day. Um, and I knew that there was purpose in that day. And I knew that on my drive from 4:45 to 5 a.m. to the gym, I was going to be greeted and meet and met by very amazing, dedicated, driven, changing people. And I didn't take that for granted at all. Not one day did I take my 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 life in my career for granted. And I actually was thankful because because the hardship was so hard sometimes and it was so overwhelming and it was so overpowering that I, I felt like I was drowning and I honestly felt that there was a there was an emotional uh disconnect and, and that disconnect was was causing darkness in my life. But the 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 beams of light that I got at CCF was the gift. And so that's why I believe so much in community and that's why I believe so much in connection. And this is the old athlete, um, the athlete in me, uh, you know, that when you're among your sports teams and you're among your coaches and you're, you're among the leaders and um, even in high school, going back to the student body leadership, like I, I loved that and I thrived off that. And so many people are different. I'm speaking in my own right now, but celebrating this past 17 years has been, has been, and is a joy. And especially going through not only hardship of, of, of my marriage and, and my failed marriage, but also going through the hardship of, of owning a gym, managing people and realizing that not everyone has your vision and not everyone has your morals and values and and that that gets that gets tested a lot along the way and then then your character and and your morals and your value and your boundaries like they all get tested along the way so any anyone that is in leadership and anyone that is doing right in service in the service industry knows that this is a this is a test and you either you know, you fall into it and you become part of the game or you rise above it and 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 you make waves, right? And I wanted to always uh, be a part of creating the wave, you know, and of course there was some super hard falls on that surfboard, man. I, man, I goose egged my, my head way too many times on that wave, but what a pleasure to have the, the dedication to get back up and to not give up. The fight was strong in my career and I never gave up and I knew that there was there was purpose in line there and and I also never gave up on my marriage either until I didn't give a damn anymore because I was rocked on too many times. I was I was um dealing with a very narcissistic uh, man. And I was always attempting to fix it. And I was attempting to be the project manager. And I was obsessed. I was obsessed with my family. I was obsessed with keeping the unit. I was obsessed with the the life of perfection and how it was perceived when really it was so heartbreaking and it was so lonely. And it was, it was, it was very uncomfortable for a very, very, very long time, you know? And so when I, when I look back on 17 years ago, uh, that also was very uncomfortable. It was, it was, it was very lonely. 
uh, walking into that and not knowing where I was going. I was leaving a, a, a passionate, semi-passionate job, you know, and it was paying the bills. But man, there was a lot of negatives and I was starting to see that. And then I got ill and now I'm, now I'm a 23 year old with Graves disease and I'm, I'm figuring that out. And if I would have known what I, what I know now and to then I wouldn't have gotten it removed. I would have, I would have tested the, the, the food game. I would have tested how I was eating you know, beneficial foods for the thyroid and there's non-beneficial foods for the thyroid and I would have tested that out. However, you make the you make the calls and you make the decisions and I had to live with them, right? And so this is this is the point where we truly, truly, truly tell ourselves if you're following your heart and you're following your gut and your intuition, you're going the right way. But the second that you start resisting and the second that you start fighting and the second that you become obsessed with this life for the wrong reasons, you're going the wrong way. Passion was on the forefront of my mind with my career. Heart, purpose, faith, love was on the forefront of every every cell in my body to attack and to to be a part of and and to be the wave of the career that chose me and that I also did choose. So here I am going to segue to this beautiful topic of this this post that I posted last week and over the past two weeks on purpose, I've been I've been posting things that I used to screenshot and I actually was saying that it was 2016, but it was actually screenshotted all the way back that I can recall to 2012. 2012 was the time that I started screenshotting uh, things that I wanted and desired in my life. And I started to fantasize about my life and I started to really really manifest deeply in my own way, but I never voiced it. I just screenshotted it, put it away, screenshotted, put it away. And truly every screenshot that I took, I can look back and like, oh my gosh, I was in this spot. I remember the smell. I remember what I was wearing. I remember where I came from. I remember where I was driving to. All the things. I remember situations. I remember laying in bed. I remember crying. I remember waking up and thank, being thankful for, for, for the day that I get another chance to live and maybe something amazing is going to happen today and he's going to change and he's never going to cheat on me again and I'm not going to get another text message from another woman and I'm not going to walk into a bar and see him flirting with someone. Like I was just so thankful that, you know, and hopeful that it was going to change. But this one picture that that I posted, I got literally probably over 100 DMs and also, you know, the hearts and the happy face and all all the comments on this statement. And I'm going to segue into this next part of celebrating 17 years. If you know me based on who I was a year ago, you don't know me at all. My growth game is strong. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm Cami Craig and I am 17 years older today. I am in a career that I absolutely love. I have two boys which are the loves of my life and the greatest gift from God. 
Bodie's 13 turning 14 June 21st and Chopper and his real name is Matic. He is uh, nine years old and just a fireball himself. Again, like I said, they're the little loves of my life. I am currently divorced at the time. I um, have been divorced for one year and four months. And I, I, I moved into this direction because I knew that it was the best choice for me. I was concerned about other people. I was concerned about my family. And I was, of course, concerned about my kids. But I knew that if I stayed in this, I was going to walk in, in a light of deeper darkness. And darkness was, was not my game. That wasn't my strong suit. Actually, light is my strong suit. And as I look back in, in, in all the research that I've done and even the screenshots that I took and, and the advice that I got even from one of my golden girls and saying, gosh, you remind me of the lotus flower. The lotus flower comes from dark and muck. The deepest and grossest of them all turns and churns all the way up from the darkest, darkest vessels, right? And turns into this golden lotus to blossom and becomes one of the most beautiful uh, flowers ever, right? And 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 that's truly what happened in, in different parts of my life. And I'm sure that you're resonating with this because different parts of your life They've, they were dark and they were mucky and they were gross. But because you stuck in there and because you were willing to persevere and because you saw the light shining over there, you kept, you kept going towards that light, just a little, little shimmer of light. And then there was dark and you saw the shimmer. You saw it so far away and you kept pushing over to that little shine of light. And, and because you did, you're allowed and you're able and you're appreciated and you're valued, and your worth being reintroduced today to the, to the newer, to the changing woman, to the changing man that you are today. Brain health is no longer only for those who are suffering from major psychological disorders. For many, COVID-19 has amplified these issues. Maintaining and treating conditions such as anxiety, brain fog, and mood swings is as simple as a checkup with brain health restoration. Mert Brain Therapy at Brain Health Restoration is the most current brain technology on the market. Mert Brain Therapy maps and treats your brain by using non-invasive magnetic resonance therapy that optimizes brain function. You'll see immediately from the Brain Health Restoration readings the condition of your brain today. As you have these treatments, you start to see changes. The brain starts functioning in the way that it's supposed to. I'm not anxious anymore. I don't have depression. I sleep better. I have this sense of peace. Take control of your brain health today. Visit brainhealthrestoration.com. Use the code CAMI to get 10% off your first treatment. So to the changing person that you are, I'm going to remind you of one of the screenshots that I took in 2013. In the dark of the muck, a golden lotus blossoms. God's grace awaits us. It's so fun to look back in 2013 and know that I was manifesting this. And I, and I had no idea about the darkest times that I was about to go through. I had no idea about the nightmare. I had no idea about the lessons. I had no idea about the heartbreak. Um, but because time 
is on our side, um, we see things in a different light. And it's so fun. And, it, and, and again, it can be truly exciting. So I just want to share with you as we walk into this, this second part of growth and this second part of reintroducing myself, the only way that I can reintroduce myself and the only way that you can reintroduce yourself is the way that you measure your growth. Your, your game is strong right? In this growth game. And I, I do it in my fitness assessments and I do it with the project C and I do it with all my clients and uh, I, I measure my clients. I sit down and have nutrition consults and we see where they're starting from and then we make a goal and we, we actually act, we do have a timeline. And when, when we do that, we see the inches loss and we see the weight loss and not only the scale weight, but we see the lean mass gain and the, the fat mass loss. And, and then we take photos to see what that looks like. And so there's different ways to measure our growth. And here I am, you know, uh, celebrating 17 years and, and, and never in a million years did I walk down that aisle to be divorced ever. Just like I never wanted to close doors to my second business either. I opened those doors with full intention to to power that out and to make a to make a change in the downtown industry. But you know, God had different plans. And I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with that. I am reminded in so many different elements as I look back to and, and what I'm doing now is I'm literally holding my phone and I'm going back all all the way to th- 2012 um, that I started screenshotting these things. And I, I'm happy. And of course, there's sadness too, because gosh, I remember the time and the place, right? But um, in 2014, I snapshotted, remember why you started, you know, and then in 2015, it's a beautiful day to start. So I, I do remember feeling wake up and, and restart, wake up and restart. And that was my, that was my MO, you know, opposed to probably facing what was going on and, and dealing with what was going on instead of putting it under the rug and on the shelf. Like those were not great things that I'm proud of. However, I did the best that I could with the tools that I had at the time. And even though I was fighting for something that was, that was, um, long and over, I, I do have grace on myself. Tragedies will always be found in the things we love. And if we're not willing to see the beauty in losing something that means the world to us, then imagine how terrible it would be to live for them. We must always welcome the end of all things for sometimes knowing nothing lasts forever is the only way that we can learn to fall in love with all the moments and all the people that are meant to take our breath away in 2015, September 11th, actually. And I proceed forward and I'm going to talk about a very crazy moment in my life. On December 15th of 2015, I was taken by my now ex-husband to the woman's house that he was having an affair with. And the husband and and the mistress and, and my husband were all going to tell me together collaboratively that this affair has been going on for a year and eight months. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm walking into. And I had no idea. But I must say that um, 
I dealt with the situation and that night I looked back and I never looked back. I, I didn't. I put it under the rug and I put it on the shelf and I never looked back. And while I sit here and celebrate 17 years of, of happiness, I'm, I'm sitting here celebrating the, the growth as well with you. So, so vulnerable, so, so aggressive in my humility and, and, and really declaring and owning the desires of my heart today because I deserve that. But as I look back, I, I, I'm able to measure my growth. This is my inches lost or, or my, my lean mass gain. And to December 15th, that night at 12.50 p.m., I snapshotted something that I saw, and it said, faith is trust. Faith is a deep sense of connectedness with being. And then the next thing I remember seeing, which was at 12.51 p.m., I snapshotted this from Eckhart Tolle. Accept the present moment and find the perfection that is deeper than any form and untouched by time. And as I continue to scroll through, I see pictures of me and I, and I looked sad and I looked lonely and I looked, I looked broken, you know, and I, I knew that I had an energy to me that was, that was speaking for itself and people were asking and I was saying, I'm okay everything's cool. And I was part of, I was part of this facade and it was part of the mask. Right. But then it, you know, days later, I'm, I'm realizing that I'm snapshotting as I look back, this, this snapshot says this girl can, I snapshot the biggest lesson I've learned this year is that no one is truly your friend or loves you until they've seen every dark shadow inside of you and stayed. And then the next one is you look in the mirror and you see yourself, but really it's not all you. I mean, there are your eyes and there's your nose and your cute little smile, but that's not all there is to you because you're not seeing the amount of lives you touch with your presence. You're not seeing the amount of people you made smile and laugh. You're not seeing how strong you are. In fact, the battles you've overcome and are completely invisible when you look in the mirror, hidden beneath the outside features. So my darling, listen to me when I say this, you are not as simple as a reflection. You are complex, wonderful, and brilliant that a mirror simply does not have the capability to show. It's only showing one tree in the forest, one star in the galaxy, one grain in the sand at the beach. And you are so much more than that. Please believe that. Days later, I'm snapshotting. You deserve honesty. You deserve transparency. You just you deserve someone who respects you enough to never lie to your heart. You deserve appreciation. You deserve loyalty. You, de you deserve someone who would never abuse your trust. You deserve love. You deserve someone who would still be there for you even when someone else has walked away. You deserve someone who's real. Never settle for less. Always remember to fall asleep with a dream and wake up with a purpose. These are the moments that I remember looking back and I was so broken. I was shattered. Every part of me was shattered and then the, the actions of infidelity kept going and going and going and going. And I, I remember just feeling like if I fall asleep tonight and have a big dream and I, and I can wake up and I can do this purpose. And of course I saw that because those are thoughts in my head. But before, if you, if you remember, you deserve honesty, you deserve transparency. This is what Project U is all about. 
I deserve to be transparent right now because I know that there's respect and there's honesty in this and there there is never another day of a lie, right? And I deserve appreciation, so therefore I'm going to appreciate you. And I thank you for for being a part of this journey of Project You, which is your name in you. <laughs> so Project uh, uh, Jolene, Project Sandra, Project Daniel, whoever this is that is listening right now, this is your project and you deserve to be appreciated and valued and loved and worth because you are, you know, and, and no one should ever abuse your trust. You deserve love and love always wins in the end. And it may be very trialing and it may be very testing at times, but it's going to work out a snapshot, whatever happened in the past year, be thankful for it brought you where you are today and where you're meant to be. That was hard for me to snapshot. I remember that. And I'm like, but I know that this is going to reveal itself. I didn't know that it was going to be years later because I was, I was a competitor and I was, I was fighting. Right. And I, and I was really wanting to stand out and just make it happen. You know, And then I started to find myself in this place of, I'm going to forgive. I'm just going to forgive and I'm going to act like it's not happening. And, and, but I really didn't know how strong I was until I had to forgive someone who wasn't sorry and I wasn't going to get an apology back. And that was someone that, that came in to kill, steal and destroy. And not only was it someone, but it was multiple, but really it wasn't the, the ladies. It was actually my own husband that that had a void to fill and it was not my job. I made it my job. I I became a detective. I became part CIA and FBI and I was figuring out, out all the ways to make myself crazy to to learn more of the facts. You know, but um after a while, screenshot, you stop giving a damn. That night a part of my soul was was taken. And it was, it was beaten and it was disconnected and it was very painful. And that was the night that I stopped giving a damn, but I fought so hard for everything that I knew. And that was my family and that was my boys. And that was everything that I knew at that time. And I did the best that I could with the tools that I had and the heart that I had to fight uh, until I began to start to hear my voice and hear my intuition and hear my gut I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I was happy, then the rest of my world around me was going to be happy. I remember screenshotting um, things that were sexy to me and provocative to me and very, you know, um, um, humorous to me and had some comedy. And and, and so I, I remember snapshotting fitness things and and I'm going to share with you, I don't have a dirty mind. I have a sexy imagination. And these are things that I, that I fantasized about because I was so broken even on that, on that level of my life. Um, I, I stopped saying I can't and start saying I can. I started being, you know, more negative in my life at that point, you know, to me. And I was preaching to say and to adopt the I can, I will attitude that I did at 15 years old. So then I started to adopt this, this form all over again, because I was choosing that. And then I discovered this woman by the name of Brené Brown, I'm sure you know her, um, screenshot, nothing has transformed my life more than realizing that it's a waste of time to evaluate my worthiness by weighing the reaction of people 
in the stands, which spoke very, very deeply to me because I knew that my weakness was I care about whether what other people think. And so that's why I was staying. That's why I was fighting also for because the perception of the love that I scripted out was was going to be, you know, and really, I was just lying to myself and I was lying to other people. Um, and then I, I go deeper into this and screenshot, you have to go through the worst to get to the best. And that was a natural fitness, um, of screenshots. So it's one of my fitness junkies that I was, that I was watching at the time. And of course I look back and I'm like, Hmm, isn't that the truth? Just about the Lotus flower that I was talking about. Uh, nothing worth having comes easy. First they will laugh, then they will copy. Don't give up. <laughs> screenshots. I don't have to chase after people anymore. If they like spending time with me, they will do so. If not, I'm content, content with my own company. I always loved looking at my myself and, and knowing that um, I was, I was odd and I was the weirdo and I was the, the happy girl that was laughing at her own jokes. And, and I lost a part of her, you know, in this time because I was becoming someone else and something else for someone else and I'm not staying true to the heart's desires, you know? And so now that I, I'm here and I'm like totally connected with myself and I truly am the girl that, that loves her jokes. And I know that I'm the odd girl. And if I hear a joke, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to tell this joke to someone. And then I go to tell the joke and the punchline is, Hey, I can't remember the full joke, but it was really, really funny. <laughs> you know, um, beyond that, a screenshot, the truth of monogamy, true monogamy is a sacred union of two souls who, whose love lifts them beyond their personal limitations. It is one of the most precious union there is, and that is why you all want it. Deep down, all search for transcendence and non-separateness. All of you are trying to become whole and discover yourselves through the mirror of others. Yet what, what you don't realize is monogamy is not a playground for training wheels or license to go unconscious. Monogamy requires devotion and commitment to the highest levels and most of you. Whether you want to admit it or not, or not even ready remotely close to actualizing the big of a dream. If you want to experience true monogamy, you better be all in. There is no one foot in and one foot out in monogamy or else it falls to ruin. And that is why so many monogamous relationships die out. Most monogamous relationships are built on a cloud. And once you awaken to this, you fall straight through. Snapshot. Snapshot also is, but she was a city and he was the tsunami that destroyed her. Today, I say that yes, she was a city and he was the tsunami that destroyed her, yet she is rebuilding. And that feels really, really, really good to say, opposed to just being very uh, victimized in the situation because that's not how it works. I, I spoke in motivation and I screenshotted in motivation, um, believe in yourself. And I, I look back and I realized that hope was everything inside of me. I never got so depressed where I didn't have hope in my life. Depressiveness is hopelessness. So hope is have only positive expectations, even through the nightmare. And that's, that's what I had. 
I also was snapshotting things like, like, like couples that I saw and, and inspiration, love that I saw. Unless it's mad, passionate, extraordinary love, it's a waste of your time. There are too many mediocre things in life. Love shouldn't be one of them. I snapshotted anything a man can give me materialistic I can give myself. So my definition of spoiling is giving me your time. Give me experiences. The worst part about being strong is that no one ever asks if you're okay. It's a woman hanging in a swing and then the other swing is with no one. Maybe I'm a hard person to love, but when I love, I love really hard. I started to think of myself as maybe I am hard to love. Maybe I am crazy. <laughs> maybe all these things that he's saying are real, you know, and, and really that was untrue. Sometimes snapshot the bad things that happen in our lives put us directly on the path to the best things that will ever happen to us. And a comment that I used to say all the time, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind always. In every progression class on Saturday, we'd have a little talk. And that was the last thing I would say is someone else is around you is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Be kind, share a hug, and show a sweet body language gesture that will let them know it's okay. And I at this time realized that I was really preaching to myself. I wanted someone else to ask me if I was okay. Um, and of course I'm okay now. Um, but um, it's, it's just one of those things that it just so happens to be, to be very crazy, but, but very serving in the end. I followed this pastor um, by the name of John Momplasmere. And um I, I literally snapshotted so many of his stuff because it's something that resonated with me so much. Being pretty doesn't keep a man. Being a good woman barely keeps a man. The only thing that keeps a man is a man that wants to be kept. Whew. Cheating on an individual is deeper than you think. It can destroy a person's outlook on future relationships, love, and peace within themselves. And that's something that I did snapshot, but it's something that I never succumbed to. I realized that I gave every ounce of love in my past and I realized that I was taken advantage of and I was abused in that way but I also know without a shadow of a doubt that I can give that love and more to the right person and to the person that wants to be loved and that has the capacity um, to not walk down that that aisle of, of, of hardship, you know, um, I fantasized about this a lot. I remember vividly reading this over and over. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so romantic. And I'm a romantic at, at heart. When he wanted to take her picture, he didn't tell her to smile, but he told her, I love you. And her smile was more beautiful. And I always thought of myself on the other side of that and being like, I can totally feel that. And, and, and I, and at that time I didn't, I didn't see my husband, at that, I, I didn't see anyone at that, but I, but I, but I knew that that was something that I treasured and I desired in my heart to feel. I need someone in my life who cares about me as much as I care about them because I'm so tired of always being the one who cares more. God has a purpose for your pain and reason for your struggles and a reward for your faithfulness. Never give up. 
And I, I stayed along those lines. And then I would actually give myself my therapy because I didn't want to go to therapy. I was told to go to therapy and I finally did go to therapy. But what you allow is what will continue. And so these snapshots were in 2016. And I, I do remember, I'm like, if I keep letting this happen and, and saying that's okay and your sorries are forgiven, then it's going to continue. You know, so it became a very exhausting place in my life where I, 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 I truly didn't know what to do anymore than, than just keep the fight going, you know, and that brings us to the, the fact that, you know, growth is before us, right? And if you continue to be hopeful and expect positive situations, and of course, they're going to come. But for some people like myself, I had to go through hell and back to get where I am, I am today. And I had to step up to the plate and really, and really um, become the woman that I was supposed to be internally first. So externally on all the factors I could, I could rejoice and, and really be the the best that I can be, you know, and I'm not mad about all the things that happen. I'm not mad about the chains shackled to me, um, but that does not define me and it's not polluting my heart. And, and most definitely, I know that bitterness and fear and distrust or anger can hold me back. So if anything, because of of this, I have forgiven and really not for other people, but for me, because I had to release the past so I don't have the bitterness and the resentment and the fear and the distrust or the anger. I forgive the people in my life because hate is is another way of holding on to the things that no longer belong. And I don't have hate in my heart. I choose to not have hate in my heart. And even though it's something that um, hurts me, to to feel that I was in denial, which means I didn't let myself face reality. You know, usually when you face reality, that's 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 reality that would hurt, right? It would be a loss of something, a loss of trust, a love, family member, even perhaps a marriage in my situation, a friendship for others, or a dream. And it really truly does hurt to lose something or someone. But in fact, if we, if, we, if we follow the desire of our heart and, and go from our gut and our intuition and the light that is shining before us, in, in my heart of all hearts, snapshot, I knew while there's a man putting you last, there's a king willing to put you first. And, I, and before I say this, I do have to share honesty in the fact that I had to learn to love myself without anything or anyone. I had to make that choice by myself, not knowing that that Dan was going to ask me to consider him. I had to make that choice knowing that that I'm following my my true heart's desires because I didn't deserve to feel exhausted from trying to be stronger than I felt any longer. I didn't need to be the girl on the swing by herself and exhausted by looking over and feeling alone. You know, and and again, this is not this is not something to be sad about, but instead this is something to be so energetic about because this is marking maturity. And and most definitely when someone hurts you, 
and the situation is is heartbreaking it's not about hurting them back it's about it's about truly being mature in the situation and seeing that that you know snapshot you can't entertain more than one and expect god to send you the one God is not the author of confusion. So all these things started to grow and to manifest inside of me because I was snapshotting them. I was holding on to them and I was reading them I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. And this is part of my therapy before I actually went to therapy and so much part of my strong game here. Um, I, uh, and then I, then I started to realize in 2016 that a grown man doesn't deal with multiple women. He deals with one woman in multiple ways. And then it goes deeper, treat her the way that you did in the beginning of your relationship and there will never be an end. And, and these are all desires, right? Choose me or lose me. I'm not a backup plan and definitely not a second choice. And if another woman is talking to your man, that's not the problem. He is. The fact that these types of women are welcomed is a direct reflection of how your man acts behind your back. Stop being loyal to people that do you dirty. I had the right direction you know, and, and I was, I was kind of at the time shameful and guilty for snapshotting these because I thought I was asking for too much. You know, same thing with my career. At, at a certain point, I'm like, oh my gosh, when's someone going to take this way? This is too awesome. This is too amazing. And no, it's, it, you're not asking for too much. It is exactly how it's supposed to be. You know, you are supposed to be in love. You are supposed to do things in love and and negative people find their walls and and you don't ever have to apologize for loving and believing in loving love wins and and you never have to apologize for your enthusiasm for life and for your oddness and for your quirkiness and for your weirdness like I'm never going to apologize ever again in my life and and there's nothing wrong with loving the crap out of everything that's around you you know and so I I do want to I do want to say that as you change as you take the chance to make the choice to be the change that you deserve to be it's probably for two reasons either you learn enough that that you want to or you've been hurt enough that you have to change you know and and that's what I do in project C I want to give the the opportunity to learn enough that you want to change that's where project C is but in my personal life I had to be hurt enough to have to change for for the right reasons and the right principles and 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 the right values and character that that I want to be in the length of my life with. I do. And I I want to be on a comeback strong. I want to reintroduce myself um in in a way that I am very passionate about. And I'm, I'm excited about, and I do, I do want to share that when you fully trust someone without any doubt, you finally get one of two results, a person for life or a lesson for life, you know, and, and these are moments where I don't take back at all. These are moments that I rejoice in and I embrace and I don't blame other women for messing up my relationship. I don't blame and, and, and be a victim. Instead, um, you know, a lot of these, these women in my past life sh were, were doing me a favor by, by, sh by showing how much my man cared about my relationship, 
at the time, you know, and then all of a sudden, I get to be in a position where life introduces itself in a in, in, in the way that I manifested in the way that I prayed for in the way that I that I that I called for my life at a young girl at a, at a very young age, sorry. And um, I, I know that, that it may be deep, and it may be crazy, and it may be so painful at times, but this is pure, you know, and I've learned to, to assume good intentions before bad ones, not because I'm naive, but because I've, I'd rather assume good and be wrong than assume bad and be wrong, you know, and, and, and these are, these are quotes that I snapshotted and I really truly did without a shadow of a doubt believe, and I still do to this day. And I just want to thank you for being part of the change in my life. And I want to thank you for, for finding yourself and discovering yourself to become the best self. And I know it's hard and, and believe me when I say that, um, to be a strong woman is, is a hard task because a lot of people don't ask how you're doing, right? And they think that you're fine and they think that the white picket fence is around your heart and soul. But but truly, you know, there's there's shattered champagne glasses all around you. And it, it is such a generous motion to ask others how they're doing and to be present with them and look at them in the eye and do do the things that, that aren't done a lot in this life, like little notes or letters or you know, an, an invitation to tea or dinner, something that brings connection and community to your life to, to overcome the overwhelming things in your life. And, and that's where I truly do rejoice in this conversation with you and, and having this vulnerability and having this humility sitting right here, um, knowing that, you know, so much forgiveness is on the table right now. Um, but also so much gratitude is on the table right now because, because of the life that we are currently living, even though it might be disastrous right now, it is worth going into the nucleus of the storm to come out and knowing that lessons are going to be on the other side. And if you're doing really well right now, and you're, you're, there's, there's nothing to write home about, stay there and, and, and rejoice in that chapter of your life as well, because we all have the ebbs and flows. Some might be in a storm and some might be in the calm. And that's just the way that life crumb, the, the way the cookie crumbles, you know, and I'm, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to be, um, in celebration with you of 17 years of a profession that I am absolutely, um, in honor of and, 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 and respect of. And it only continues to get better. And I praise God for um, the lessons of the pandemic of COVID-19. And, and may it be corrupt or it may it be crazy. Uh, however, I see the blessings inside of, inside of that because so much has been uh, presented to me and my family through this crazy time. And I just want to honor uh, that time as well. So thank you guys so much for spending an hour with me in celebration of 17 years of a pure growth and, and allowing me to reintroduce myself to you. Uh, the woman that is before you right now is a, a changed woman. And I'm so happy that I'm not have, have sitting here with a mask on. I'm happy I'm, that I'm not sitting here with a facade uh, before me. Instead, I'm excited about living the rest of my life for all the days of my life that 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 I'm supposed to be here, um, I'm going to do it with intent. I'm going to do it with purpose, and I'm going to do it 
with different emotions, I'm sure, but um, it seems right and it seems healthy. And, and, and that's what I hope for you too, is to have only positive expectations over your life and to manifest and to declare and own the things that you want in your life and attract them. Be the magnet. Until next time, you guys. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.